right, test one, two, three, here we go. Hey, it's good to have our superintendent, Toby Schneckloth, here with us. And we've had, he's been in our church several different times, but I think this is his first time as being superintendent before he was our district youth director. We often call that the DYD. Um, and that, now we have Gerardo uh, kind of filling that role. And he's been, uh, he came with us that snowy Super Bowl Sunday, I think a year and a half ago. And uh, we had him here for that. So, yeah, what's that? Yes, yes, he is the cowboy. You'd have to remember that part. Yes. The best thing about our speaker at youth convention is that he was a, a Vikings fan. He even got us all to do the skull clap. Yeah, he did it. So, he, okay, everybody put your hands out here. All right. Come on. Everybody has to do it. Everybody has to do this. All right. You're going to put your hands out here. Go! All right. That's what the Vikings do. And now you're Vikings fans. All right. <laughs> Tricked you, huh? That was the best introduction or the worst introduction I've ever had. I'm trying to figure it out here. <laughs> oh, that was great. Well, hello, everyone. Hola, all my wonderful friends from the Spanish uh, church back there. And uh, it is great to be here today. Um, Thank you so much to Brent and Amy Bromberger, your pastors, for the invitation. And uh, I'm Toby Schneckloff, and I am the superintendent for the Nebraska Ministry Network. And that is our title for the Assemblies of God Church here in Nebraska. And so, uh, like Pastor Brent said, I've been here several times as the youth director of our state. This is my first chance since I was elected in January of 2020. Uh, to be here as a superintendent. The superintendent is the is the director over the network. And um, so it's a privilege to come and to visit you in this uh, capacity. And I'm seeing some old friends and some people that I've hung out with in the past. So thank you for being here in church today. What a great day to come. Daylight savings, right? I wish that happened every time I visited every church. Because I was really early this morning. Anybody else? <laughs> In fact, I was talking to our sound man in the back, and I was explaining how just a couple months ago, I went to visit a church in Omaha, and it was actually a church that shares the building with another congregation. And so they start their services at 8 a.m. Anybody want to do that? <laughs> a few people kind of kind of excited about that. So I, I uh, didn't realize it was 8. My wife and I, we thought it was 8.30. So we showed up at 8.15 feeling really good about being early. And we walked to the front, and there's a lady there greeting people, and she says, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> she said it just like that. And my wife, my wife picked up on it like, Toby, what did you do? And my wife Kim's not with me today, but I wish she was because you'd understand if you met her. She's a lot of fun. And uh, so we walk in, and they're on their second song in worship, and, you know, and I always sit right up front, and I'm walking. <laughs> I was really embarrassed so, yeah, they were a gracious church. That happens a lot because they start so early, and uh, they didn't, you know, rub it in pretty hard. But when I was explaining that in the back, I said, so it's really good to be here early today. And he said, well, you know, it's daylight savings. So in reality, you probably showed up late, and God just took care of you, you know. <laughs> Either way, I was here on time, ready to roll. I do want to honor your pastor because, as you know, Brent is now my assistant superintendent here in Nebraska. Isn't that a wonderful thing? 
He was elected out of our network for that incredible role, and so he's been a great team member to me already in this half a year. We've been working together, and uh, he uh, also sits on the executive team with Terry Brown, our secretary treasurer, and we did have a wonderful week at our executive conference this last week in Florida, and uh, it was great to have him and Amy on the team. He also serves as a part of our vision team. So in Nebraska, our vision is healthy ministers leading healthy ministries that multiply. And each of those three areas have somebody who oversees that particular area. Brent oversees the healthy ministers function. And uh, that's the core. That's where everything starts for us. And so recently he actually oversaw our ministers retreat in August at Mahoney State Park and did an excellent job with that. And so he is carrying a lot of weight for me. And so I'm very grateful for all that you're doing and for being such great pastors. Um, our Nebraska network is composed of 90 church campuses that are meeting just like we are scattered all around our state. Does anybody here, uh, have you ever been to one of our other churches or do you have relatives that attend another AG church in Nebraska? Anybody? All right. So th- that's our network and we they're scattered all over the state. Come up to me afterwards and ask me about that church if you want. I can probably give you some details as I do my visits just about every Sunday to different churches. But we have a lot of ministers who serve those churches in those ministries. And I was going to ask if you can guess how many ministers we have in Nebraska. So we have 90 church campuses. And so I'd love to see if anybody wants to guess. And anybody who gets closest to the amount, I have a gift for you. So any guesses at all? How many ministers do you think we have? Card-carrying Assemblies of God ministers in Nebraska. Anybody? Right there. 140, okay, great guess. Not going to let our ministers guess because they might know. Yes, 150, all right, in the back. 250, any others? Come on. Nobody's got it on the dot yet, so yeah. 300, yeah. 90, over here. 175. Come on, where's your faith, people? Let's go five, 600, 700, come on, come on. 250, 600. The answer is, drumroll please, 280. Who said 300? 300 right here. We have a winner. Give a big hand for this wonderful lady. I have a prize for you. I'm not supposed to walk past the chair here. This is the book from our general superintendent, Doug Clay, called Ordered Steps. Congratulations. One more time, clap for this prognosticator amongst us. We have 280 ministers and uh, they're again scattered all around not just nebraska several are missionaries that serve in other places around the nation and around the world and uh, in fact i come bringing great news we have three new career missionaries that were just appointed last month that are going to start hitting the ground this next year and raising support and uh, so i'm excited about that and if you want to find out who they are where they're going Just come see me afterwards during the Bulls of Blessing, and I can give you some more updates there. Credential ministers are people that have completed the courses required by our fellowship for each of the three levels, certified, licensed, and ordained. We want everybody to come in certified. We'd like everybody to make their way toward ordained. Now, we have several ministers in each of our churches, probably an average of three to four, and we're about right on average here because we have Brent and Amy, but then we also have a few others that I've noticed today. Pastor Andy is with us. He has a credential with us. Uh, Victor and Yolanda Corrales in the back. 
some of our great Spanish ministers in the back. We love them. And then Christy Bai. Where's Christy at? Right over here. She just was ordained this year at our fellowship uh, conference at the camp. And so let's clap for Christy. That's a wonderful achievement. Hopefully you knew about that. If not, I just spilled the beans. But she, she is also one of our ministers. And that's probably the number one thing I do as superintendent is help credential our ministers and then hold them accountable to the ministry God has called us to do. And that's why healthy ministers is such a key component to that. And so our theme today in my message is kind of kind of connect with that uh, because I want to talk today about shooting stars. And so if you want to turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 2. I thought there's a lot of good reasons to preach about this this morning. First of all, talking about stars, obviously we have a star that we love called the sun. In daylight savings time, what better day to preach about the sun when we're not going to see as much of it in the next few months? Anybody excited about that? You like the fall back? Yeah? Anybody like the winter months, a little bit darker, a little bit more time at home? No? You guys really want the daylight savings in the spring? Yeah, I understand that. And then also, we're coming upon the wonderful holiday season. How many people have already set up your decorations for Christmas? There's one. Yes, that's fantastic. I pulled all of the boxes out of my closet yesterday, and when I left this morning, they were still sitting where I put them. All right, so we may not get to them in a while. But it is the holiday season now. Thanksgiving's coming soon. Then, of course, Christmas and New Year's, these wonderful celebrations that all Point back to our Savior, Jesus, and his birth many years ago. So let's read from Matthew chapter 2 in verses 1 through 10. And this is the NIV version. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose ahead of them went until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Aren't you guys grateful for the word of God this morning? Amen. I just want to challenge you as we read the scripture this morning that this is something we should do every day, not just Sunday. And I know that as a church, that's a big part of our programming is discipleship, getting into the word of God. But if that's a challenge for you, what I want you to do right now is to somewhere on your phone, just write down Matthew 2. 1 through 10. And later this week, go back to it. Read it again. And you'll remember some of the things we talk about in these next few minutes. I love this story because, again, it's got some of the great characters of the nativity. 
Uh, we talked about the Christmas program coming up. And anytime you have the kids program, you get to see, you know, the little girl walks up like Mother Mary, right? And then the strong, sturdy guy is her husband, Joseph. And then you have the angels, right, that are all the pretty little girls singing, you know. And then you have the shepherds, all the rough and tumble boys, you know, that are barely keeping their coats on and, you know, their, their shepherd sticks. And then you have the wise men, the magi, and then you have the star, right? I have three kids, uh, two boys and a daughter. And my youngest, my daughter, Abby, is a junior at Southwestern Assembly of God College in Dallas, Texas. And she's a worship leader major. And so she leads worship a lot. She's interning even at one of the churches there on their worship team as well. And I always think back to Christmas time with my daughter because Abby always wanted to be the star. She got to wear that really awesome star outfit and, and the, you know, had a little thing up top and was just shining. And she's always wanted to be the one singing and shining on stage, which is kind of like the worship leaders, you know, gluttons for attention, right? <laughs> Jill's like, no. But Abby was always the star back in those days. And that star is such an important character in this story because the star led the wise men to Jesus. Amen? We've heard the great Christmas slogan, wise men still seek him. Some of you have seen that before. Well, stars still lead wise men to seek him. <laughs> they wouldn't have been doing that without the star. So here's the... Here's the way this connects with us in our world today. Who is the star in your life? Who's the star that led you to Jesus? Take a moment. Think about that. Maybe you can picture my little daughter with the star walking. <laughs> Who's the star in your life that invited you to church? That picked you up? You know, that's hard for some of us. Maybe you've been in the church for decades, and it's hard to remember back how it all started. Maybe you grew up in the church, and you've never really thought of your parents or your grandparents like a star for bringing you to church every day. Or maybe it's your first time here, and you're going, well, my star's sitting right next to me. They brought me today as a guest. Who's the star in your life? Because that's going to come into play here in a moment. Because my challenge to you today is that God uses stars to bring people to him. And he wants each of us to be that star. We've got these ministers that I pointed out earlier. They've accepted a call of God on their life to minister in official positions in the church for God's kingdom. And they're doing a great job as they do that in different churches and ministries around our state. But every Christian has a call to lead people to Christ. So let's find out about these stars. There's three things about stars that I just love. Number one, stars make you look up. One of the things I love about being in Nebraska, and particularly rural Nebraska, is we get a good showcase of the starry wonder of the heavens, don't we? At nighttime, when it's a clear night, we can look up and see the beautiful stars. One of the things I used to love to do as a camp director is after a service at night, we would finish up, and I'd head back to my cabin before I'd go to the pop stand. I would grab a soda from my own stash at my cabin, and then I would stand outside and look up at the sky 
at the west side of the camp. There was an airport, and you could see the lights, but then above that you could see the beautiful sky. And I would just take a few moments and be with God and enjoy the beauty of the stars before I ran off for another four hours with the students that evening. (laughs) You know, on that note, I'm excited for this afternoon for Brent and Amy to catch up on their sleep. And I want to challenge you to leave them alone. (laughs) Because I remember those days of being at convention and coming back. They got back super late from the conference they were at with me. And I don't know when they've slept, honestly. And so, God bless you. I just, Lord, I pray you bless them with deep sleep this afternoon. In Jesus' name. But stars make you look up. When you're at night and the stars come out, it just makes you look up and stop what you're doing and look at the beauty of the heavens. That's why I like this picture. And it is kind of that rural Nebraska type look where we can look up and see the galaxies and we can see the solar system and just see all those beautiful stars everywhere, right? Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. Up above the world so high like a twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you we all know that song. Some of you are going, are we supposed to sing that in church? <laughs> There's a key word in there that connects here, and it's that word wonder. Oh, I wonder. When we look up at the sky, it just increases our wonder of the world, our wonder of creation, our wonder of God. That's what stars do. As you live your life as a Christian in this world, God wants you and your example to make people wonder about the world, wonder about creation, and wonder about him. You might think nobody knows who you are. Nobody notices you at all. But if you're a Christian, you have a light inside of you that shines in the darkness, and God uses that to attract people to him. So even if you haven't said a word to witness to somebody or invite them to church, God is still using you to increase the wonder around you. You're a star. What kind of star are you? You know, are you one of those stars that, you know, right above the look there, it's really bright. You can see it right next to look. Are you one of the cluster of stars there that just draws your attention? Are you maybe one in the background? What kind of star are you making people look up? Number two, stars reflect the glory of God. I want to show you a a quick video. Oh, no, I want to show you a picture first. And this picture is from my trip that we just took to Florida. Let's go ahead and pull that picture up if you would. This was one of the mornings at a place that Kim and I went to for a day on our own called Jekyll Island. And it's an actual island that's off the coast of Georgia that's just above the Florida uh, state line there. And I woke up early, and the sun wasn't out yet. And I got dressed and headed out towards the beach. And I was, I was walking up along the bridge just to get there. You can see, that's what I saw. Isn't that beautiful? Just a beautiful sunrise. In that moment, as I was looking at that, I felt so close to God. I walked across that bridge, and then I walked up maybe a half hour and then back, and I just talked to the Lord. Now, there were a lot of people out there, 
So to not look like I was crazy, I took my phone like I was talking to somebody. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Yeah. I, I think it's okay to just talk now because people think that you got a headpiece or your car's talking to you or something like that. But there was a lot of people out there. So, you know, I'm <laughs> but it was so easy because the glory in the heavens reflected the glory of God. And that's what stars do again. They remind us that there's something bigger out there than us. The big problems we face in our lives sometimes are overwhelming. You know, I love Jill's uh, exhortation this morning. It was a tough week. We all have those weeks. And during that time, sometimes that's the only thing we can look at. But if you can go out and look up and see the heavens, you start to remember that whatever you're going through is not too big for God. Because our God created the entire universe with just the sound of his voice. He can certainly handle whatever situation you're facing today. Stars remind us of how big our God is. Now, there's a caution here because sometimes stars take all the glory for themselves. That's one of the roles that I have as a leader of our network is to make sure that our ministers are reflecting the glory back to God and not stealing it for themselves. What I mean by that is we all have examples of ministers that we've heard on the news or in the papers or in, on the websites about a minister that was leading a prominent ministry or a strong church but has been asked to leave or step down because of an error in their life, because of a behavior that was hidden, a secret lifestyle, an illicit relationship, whatever it might be. You know, part of what uh, Brent and Terry and I do is we hold our ministers accountable and we keep a high standard because we want God to receive the glory. What happens with ministers that fall in those ways is they often stop reflecting the glory to God and start taking it themselves and feeling like they can do whatever they want. And we have to remember as God starts using us in ministry, that we are always under his authority and everything points back to him. Amen. And so I just encourage you as you step up to be a star for God, most people, it's the other thing that'll be point three, that they feel inhibited to try to stand up and be a voice for the Lord. But there's others who take it so far that sometimes they forget about God in the process. And that's not what the stars are meant to do. They're meant to reflect the glory of God. So as you start succeeding in the things that God's called you to do, I just always challenge you, give the praise to him. And that will increase the wonder of people around you. When people see a humble, successful pastor, it only enhances their view of God, not decreases it. Number three, the last thing, is stars stand alone. Now I want to show you a video, and this is a video of the beautiful sunrise on the beach that I saw that day. Let's go ahead and watch this together. Anybody else like that sound? Does anybody listen to sound at night when you sleep? This is one of those sounds that I listen to occasionally. 
when we were out there enjoying these waves later that evening, uh, I was trying to sleep, and I wanted sound, and we couldn't open our windows, so I put the sound of the waves on my phone. <laughs> but it wasn't the same because I'm like, it's so close. But look at that beautiful sunrise. Here's the thing about this. That is our star, our sun. And it's our only star in our galaxy, Milky Way galaxy. We here on the Earth are close enough to enjoy that beautiful sunrise. But that same sunrise in some fashion happens on all of our eight planets and Pluto. I'd be careful with that. I know this is a college community. Pluto is not one of the planets now. I understand that. But, uh, but I still like to include old Pluto in there. 45 years ago, we sent out a satellite called Voyager 1. And that satellite is still moving away from us today. It is the man-made object that is most traveled from the Earth in our creation. Five years ago... It passed the border of our galaxy into a new galaxy. The next galaxy over. I don't remember the name. It's been going five years in that other galaxy, and it still has not faced or met another star. Even five years into that other galaxy, it still is uh, enjoying the heat, the beauty, whatever, from our star in the Milky Way galaxy, the sun. That Voyager 1 satellite has now traveled 14 billion miles away from Earth. 14 billion miles. And that sunrise that I'm seeing is still the sun that that satellite is seeing today. Stars stand alone. <laughs> when you look up at night and you see all the vast stars... Think about the distance that exists between those stars. Think about that. And that somewhere over there, if somebody was looking back, they'd see our star, and it would just be another one like all the others in the sky that they can enjoy. Stars can't be afraid to stand alone. Probably the greatest challenge when we ask people to invite people to church or to witness to their friends and family is that they're afraid. They're afraid that uh, they're going to mess it up. They're not going to say it right. They're afraid it's going to cause a fight because maybe you've argued about it in the past. You're afraid of the rejection when they tell you, no, are you crazy? Why would I do that? Or they're afraid of the embarrassment that maybe it will cause an issue for you and your reputation down the road. That fear is a great tool of the enemy to keep us from reaching people that need Christ. And one of the greatest ways God does it is with stars and needs us to overcome that fear and stand alone. This message is an adaptation of a message that I preached as a youth pastor about 20 years ago. And in my youth group, I preached about shooting stars. And I stood up front and I said, isn't it wonderful when you're at night and you're looking at the starry sky and all of a sudden you see a shooting star that shoots across the sky? And just think of that star moving billions and millions of miles across the universe as it's going like that. Isn't that incredible? If God can do that, just imagine what he can do with you. Some of you are laughing because you know my mistake. But later, uh, I was in the hallway that evening, and one of my great, sharp, young students said, Pastor Toby, great message, but I need to correct you. <laughs> Don't you love that? <laughs> he 
He said, I believe shooting stars are debris or space junk that are coming into our atmosphere. And as they come in, they burn up upon impact. And what we're seeing is the burn up or the burnout across that streak. And I said, huh. <laughs> he was absolutely right. <laughs> That's what a shooting star is. And I said, well, the concept still remains. <laughs> God still wants to use you across a great distance. And don't be afraid to go out and reach your friends. And that young man is one of the airport directors at the Omaha Epley Airfield to this day, and he loves the Lord. Praise the Lord. I didn't mislead him. But I'm the superintendent of Nebraska, and I didn't say it right, okay? God still uses it for his glory. We can't be afraid to fail. We can't be afraid to step up. Aren't you glad that whoever was your star overcame their fear and invited you? brought you, welcomed you to the church and to the kingdom of God. Earlier, I asked you, who was your star? Hopefully you thought of a name. Now I'm going to turn it around. Would anybody say that you have been their star? In fact, Maybe when I asked that first question, you looked around the room and you saw somebody. Yeah, right over there. That person invited me to church 20 years ago, and now I'm a, I'm a board member. Or Oh, yeah, right over there. That's my mom. My mom, even when I was a young kid, started bringing me to church, and now here I am today. Or over there, that's Pastor Brent, or that's Pastor Amy, or Pastor Chris. They brought me, and they welcomed me. They, they came up and saw me at a restaurant and invited me, or they saw me at a school event and I love, and sometimes I've had people point around the room, which is kind of fun. But could anybody, would anybody be able to point at you? Maybe not. Usually when I ask that question, I'd say about half of the congregation would say, uh, probably not. Well, this isn't meant to make you feel bad. This is meant to challenge you. Then now's your opportunity. Because God is calling you today, brought me here today to preach this message. He's calling you to be a star. And what better time than this holiday season? What better time than daylight savings? <laughs> what better time than when the superintendent of Nebraska is visiting and he's honoring our ministers and he's... What better time than now to say, God, I'll be a star. I'll be your star. A shooting star. You know, I... I did arrive early today, and it wasn't because it's daylight savings time. All right, I planned ahead. And I drove around town. I actually like to do this when I visit our communities because it's a Sunday morning, right? So I saw a lot of churches, parking lots full, and people showing up. But you know what else I saw as I drove around? I saw a guy on a bike. <laughs> I was just enjoying a bike ride. I like riding bikes. I know the Brombergers are bike people now, which is awesome. You all need to follow them and become bike people as well, if you can. I saw a couple couples, two different couples, hand in hand walking down the road, just enjoying a beautiful Sunday morning walk. I saw two different guys who were messing around with their vehicles. Who knows what they were doing? One guy was drinking a, an energy drink, trying to wake up. I saw two guys that were standing on one of the street corners in the downtown area just talking to each other. looked like maybe they'd enjoyed a cup of coffee or... We're heading off to some business together. 
That's a wonderful picture of life. And I'm so glad that they're out there doing that. But I see a lot of open seats where I wish they were here today. And I'm not saying they're, they're all not Christians. But I know on a Sunday morning, which is 99% of our church's meeting times, they're out and about and, and not at the church. The reason I say that is I love going and seeing that because those who are I'm praying for, and that's what I'm preaching to you for, is I have no way to reach them. I don't know who they are. Can you imagine if I would stop, roll down my window and say, hey, you want to join me going to church today? What do you think would happen? Probably nothing good. <laughs> A lot of people in Nebraska carry weapons, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be. That's not, this is not the culture for that. If I would stop those two guys and say, hey, I'm in town. I'm going to go speak at Radiant Springs. Why don't you come join me? They'd be like, who are you? Where are you from? Omaha? Where's that? <laughs> but if you invited them, if you stopped to roll down your window, they go, oh, look, there's so-and-so. Or, hey, what's going on? Where are you at? To, what's, they know you. They are your mission field. And so when God's calling us to be stars, it's to the people riding their bikes. It's to the people walking on the streets. It's to the people grabbing coffee, messing with their car. It's to your neighbors. It's to your family members. It's to your coworkers. The people in your world. Now, God will use you even if you don't speak up because your example as a Christian will matter. But God will increase that wonder when you take the opportunity and say, hey, do you go to church anywhere? I just wanted to invite you to come to mine. What are you doing on Sunday? I'll pick you up. We'll go to lunch afterwards. It'll be a blast. Or you start talking to them about your life. As you're sitting down having lunch together or working together and they talk about the tough week that they had, like we heard our worship leaders say, because that's a common thing that we, that's a great time to start talking about. Yeah, I had a kind of a tough week too, but that's, you know, I'm able to get through that because I'm a Christian and God helps me. Those are big moments, and it takes a lot of guts, but those are the moments when you become a star. <laughs> Radiant Springs, I'm looking for more stars. One of our great focuses of our network is trying to raise up emerging leaders and new ministers. And where we look is where people are becoming stars in the kingdom. And I want to challenge you today to be a star this holiday season. Would you bow your heads with me? I'm going to ask you to raise your hand for a couple different purposes. I'm not going to call anybody forward, so don't feel like uh, this is going to embarrass you at all. But if you thought of somebody in your life that was a star for you, the first question I asked, would you raise your hand? You could think of somebody that brought you to Jesus, that led you to Jesus. Just raise your hand up. You can put it back down. Lord, thank you for all those hands in the air. God, thank you for whoever those people were that had the guts to invite us to church, to invite us to, to you. God, thank you for the person in my life that led me to the Lord. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them. None of us would. Thank you, Jesus, that we all have benefited from the stars you put in our life. Now, with your heads bowed still, I want to ask a question. 
Are there any in here that would be honest and say, when I asked if there's anybody that would say you were their star, how many would raise a hand and say, I had a hard time thinking of anyone? Just raise a hand and put it right back down. No shame. But if you're one of those that said, yeah, I can't, I couldn't really think of somebody. Any others? Just put a hand up, put it back down. Lord God, thank you for the honesty of our friends here that just said, yeah, maybe I haven't had that impact yet. Lord, I pray that you'd stir their hearts in this moment. That, God, you would compel them to commit themselves to reaching out to their friends, neighbors, co-workers, family for your glory. In Jesus' name. And then my last question, and this is also for a raise of the hand, but if you want to join me and commit ourselves to being a star for God this holiday season, these next two months, and specifically invite someone to be with you at church, would you raise your hand? I'm asking you to commit to that sometime the next two months. Raise a hand, put it back down. Lots of hands. Don't don't feel like you have to. I'm the only one looking around, and I won't be here next week. <laughs> Last chance. Put a hand up, put it back down. If you want to commit, I'll, I'll ask somebody to join me. I'll do it. Lord, for all those that raise their hands, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for stirring our hearts. Thank you for compelling us, Lord, to make this decision. And now I pray, God, that you would present the opportunity. God, that you would make the situation happen, that they have that chance to invite somebody special to come with them. Lord, I pray for all of those people that I encounter today, living their lives, enjoying life, but not here at church. Lord, would you send somebody from this church to them? these next two months? Would you open that door, God, so that they could have an invite? Would you give them the chance through us, Jesus? Raise up stars for your kingdom here at Radiant Springs, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being with me this morning and sticking with me in that passage, singing the nursery rhyme together. That was a beautiful moment. You know, one more thing I just want to say, and it's a testimony. I have a picture I wanted to show you, and it's these ladies here. One of the reasons I preach this message is because lately I've gotten a lot of testimonies from our churches and ministers about people that have been led to the Lord on the street. And uh, I called up one of our presbyters, and he was laughing as he answered the call, and I said, what's, what's going on? He goes, I just led somebody to the Lord. That doesn't happen every time you call a presbyter. <laughs> And his church had been out uh, every week sending people out to just witness to people on the trails, at the mall, in the stores. They trained them and sent them out. They hadn't really seen a lot of traction on it, but they'd not given up. And in this particular week, he had the opportunity on a trail to lead somebody to Jesus, to pray with them to receive Jesus right there. And then these ladies did the same thing with this wonderful young lady right there that they met. And this lady was so taken by the, the great moment that she wanted to immediately move to be baptized. 
So they called their pastor, and he called the Tad in his church, and they went and got that horse tank, and they drawed it out, and they baptized him right there on the spot. It's clean water, I promise. They, 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 <laughs> but they baptized, right? Isn't that a great moment right there? I have a pastor in North Omaha. It's a tough neighborhood, lots of crime, but he hits the streets and has been witnessing to people. And in the last month, he's led three people to the Lord on the street. I was at Kimball Church a couple of weeks ago. That's 10 minutes from Wyoming. And as I was there in this vibrant congregation full of people, many of whom had said that they became a Christian in the last couple of years, so many of them, it was because someone from the church had reached out and invited them in, just like I challenged you to do. And it was booming. And there was a lady that got up in the worship, and she gave a testimony about her dear uh, sister, who was much older than her, that was in the hospital in Kearney. She went to visit because she was going in for surgery to remove cancer. And she'd been praying that God would heal her of that cancer. And when the doctors finished the surgery, they came out and said, this is amazing. The cancer had shrunken significantly, and we were able to remove all of it without any problem. And she said, that is amazing. It's a miracle. I've been praying for that, and God answered it. Her sister was so amazed in that moment that she asked to receive Christ. And not only did God heal her body, but her sister led her to heal the soul, and she became a Christian in that moment. I know we had these wonderful testimonies uh, and prayer requests that we prayed for earlier. God is moving right now in our area with, I believe, a special anointing right now to reach out. I've had more testimonies in the last month about these type of things than I can remember before. And so I believe there's an open heaven right now. And if you will take that opportunity to invite somebody in, I believe we're going to see conversions at an incredible rate for the kingdom of God. So I do challenge you, just like you're looking at that picture, take advantage of this moment. This is the moment. These next two months, I believe God will do great things in this place. How many people are with me? You believe God can do it? Amen. Well, thank you so much. I'll turn it back over. The church had confidence and a boldness to be a witness. And sometimes we think everything has to be perfect to be a witness. Um, but they were a witness in very difficult times. And why were they able to do that? Because they had the power of the Holy Spirit that equipped them. And God says, hey, I'm not going to leave you on your own. I'm going to give you the power of my Holy Spirit. So you can be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to Crete, to Wilbur, to Lincoln, to Seward, to Friend, to Sprague, to the othermost parts of the earth. Amen? Praise God. Thanks, Pastor Toby. Thanks for the challenge. Thanks for the challenge. Amen. Pastor Richard, would you come and uh, give our closing prayer today? Father, thank you. Thank you for this uh, opportunity to share your word, to share with us. Thank you for this uh, beautiful word. God, help us to put it in practice every day. and glorify your name. Thank you, God. Amen.
Amen. Hey, um, good to have you all here today. We do have the soup. If you didn't bring anything, we just, we're just all going to join together. So if you're able to stay, join us. Have a bowl of soup. Have some fellowship this morning. And if you're able to put something in for the donation, it just goes towards uh, Creek Cares and Needs within the congregation. So, hey, God bless you. Greet each other as you leave and, and stay us for the bowls of blessing if you're able.